0: love talk radio hello and welcome to the vibrarian show my name is joelle and i am the vibrarian and i am here to elevate enlighten and empower you with information that i hope that you will find helpful I am of the belief that knowledge is power, and so every Thursday evening I pick a topic and invite people to talk about it with me on the radio, and this week our topic is going to be uh, about the nature of dreams and dream symbolism. Now, you can call in at six four six 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 eight eight nine eight eight. If you would like to make a comment or have a question, then press 1, and I'll see that you're there and get you on as soon as I can. I also have a community on Facebook called the Good Vibe Tribe, where we are gathered together to share information with each other. You can find it at The Vibrarian. That's B-I-B-E as an energy R-A-R-I-A-N. And you can certainly like my page, become a fan, become involved. And also you can connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at The Vibrarian. So each week I'm here on Thursday nights for about an hour, and we get to talk about all things that I find interesting and curious. I kind of like to think of it as a Indiana Jones kind of exploration because I love to examine the mystery of things that – sometimes we don't necessarily know so much about. And I've always been a fan of shows like The X-Files. So I love being able to do this. And I was thinking about the topics the last few weeks we have talked about astral projection, astral travel, the astral realms. We've talked about lucid dreaming and strategies for doing that as well as we had a conversation last week about sleep paralysis, which was quite interesting. And so this week I wanted to continue that thread and discussion and we are talking about dreams. So, I have a guest panelist this evening. I'm so excited to have her on the show. I'm welcoming Kelly Lynn Prime of Fitness for the Soul with Kelly Lynn Prime. Kelly, welcome to the Vibrarian show. Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. You know, we were talking the other day, and you said, I love dreams. And I was reading through your bios and things, and you have a special kind of, I guess you would call it knack and skill for dream interpretation. Would you share with our listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, as far as dreams and dream interpretation, um, it's it's not something that I have... I have studied per se. It's something that when, you know, I would have friends that would, they would be like, man, I had the weirdest dream. I'm like, let me hear about it. Like, what, what, what was your dream about? And I would just, in listening to their, their dreams, I would be able to just naturally glean insight and ha help them look at their dreams in a, in a different way and in a way that makes sense because I don't know about you, but I have really like kind of wackadocious dreams. Like they're <laughs> super, duper weird, like picking up pennies, riding a skateboard down a dirt road. Like what the hell does that mean? <laughs> so for me, I personally, I am able If, if I, um, if I really slow my brain down and write about the things that happen in, in dreams for myself personally, they're usually, I usually am able to be like, oh, that means this and this means that. And so I have to go through that process for myself. But when I'm working with, with other people, like hearing, hearing the dreams, um, I'm really able to just provide some insight as to what the, the dream could mean. And I love working with people who don't want me to just um, give them all the answers. Like I love to have a dialogue and, okay, well, what, what does this mean to you? And then really like have it be a, a, a nice interplay and interchange of energy.
0: Oh, yes, you know I like to chop it up about stuff. I don't wanna just talk one way. I wanna have a uh have a two way discussion, and I think you and I are very similar because people would always ask me, "What do you think about this and I didn't feel like I had any you know special expertise back previously. I'll say that before. But, you know, it did start to make sense for me, more so other people than my own, you know what I'm saying? And maybe I was just getting a little too much up in their business and thought I was being more helpful. But people (laughs) did come back to me (laughs) over and over again, and we would talk dream talk. Now, I will say that in my later years now, my dream space is much different than what i what i was recognizing it maybe it was like this all along but now i have definite uh higher guidance i have precognition in my dreams i have past life visions that come up in my dreams that show me how i was connected to people so it's not just like your random i I dream of Sometimes it's the random dreams that we can kind of analyze, but other times it's very specific and that's kind of new for me. I'm still I'm still kind of unpacking all of that with understanding my dreams. Now, do you dream and keep a dream journal?
1: Um, if I was a really great dream interpreter, I would say, "Oh my god, yes, I write down my dreams every night." <laughs> no, I don't do that. I I do it when I don't know. I guess when I'm moved to do it is 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 when I do it. Um, I have very um, a lot of times there's there's people who I know in my dreams, but maybe somebody that I know like from high school, and I you know I don't really have a lot of contact from. With uh, people from where I grew, I grew up in a really small town in Michigan. So um, I live in Atlanta now, and um, I don't have a lot of contact with, um, you know, people from my past. But it always makes me wonder what's going on with certain people when I when I dream about them because there, if someone is in my dream, I usually that I know it's usually something like very specific and very very vivid with that that person happening. Um hmm. yeah.
0: And you don't ever get a chance to collaborate whether that really did happen or not.
1: Yeah, not really. Um animals come into my dreams a lot.
2: Um
1: mm-hmm. I'm very very connected to animal spirits. Um now here's something that's really interesting. Um I I have a cat She's part Siamese and um, part Tabby, and she was a, I can't even say that she was a rescue. She was a stray cat that lived at the apartment complex where I live, and we just, she hissed at me the first time she saw me, so that's (laughs) how our relationship started, and then And I was like, Oh my God, you're so beautiful. She has like big blue eyes. She's so pretty. Um, But she hissed at me and ran away. And I was like, Oh, okay. So that's going to be our relationship. Cool. Um, (laughs) Needless to say, she sleeps with me every night now. So that's how that, that's how that relationship developed. But my cat will appear in my dreams and in Mm -hmm. real life, She is the quintessential scaredy cat. In my dreams, oh my god, she is amazing. She protects me. She has killed snakes. She's killed alligators. She you know, she's like my ride or die chick in my dreams. So she's like my little protector guide. It's really awesome.
0: That's pretty cool. I I don't have any like animal familiars
1: in my dream time
0: space. I have had Periods of time where I, you know, I can recall having more nightmare type animal in- encounters. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, snakes and I, you know, snakes being lots of snakes, little snakes all over. And I have a very kind of snake phobia kind of way in real life. So I don't necessarily like when they come in the dream space. But at one point, maybe well. ten fifty. Let's talk
1: talk about snakes for a minute Well, you know, I was going to say Knowing what what I know about you And you having um, partaken in the grandmother medicine Grandmother (laughs) shows up as a snake Yes So that's something to think about and another aspect is that um, kundalini energy is represented by the snakes. So those are two – those two things come to me in relation to you and and snakes um, when when you mention them. Um, Absolutely. The, I agree. With, with there being so many snakes in all the different varieties, that leads me – was there, a, was there a color? Do you remember a color, a, a prominent color?
0: Well, I was, I was going to say at the time, I, I don't remember color, but I do remember looking at the dream dictionaries at, at, because I had two kinds, one with one snake and one with lots of little snakes. And the the, the definitions that kind of resonated with me, one was that there were uh, possible friendships with gossip and backbiting and kind of not good behavior in them. And the other uh-huh. was having to do with uh, sexual energy, being uncomfortable with sexual energy. And I have to say that at both different times, those definitions actually did resume, and I did look at my friend group that I was running with at the time and and did discover some things and made some changes and then of course, my ex husband and I ultimately divorced, so now, my present understanding of snakes and dreams, I think, if they did visit me, would be completely different because I I have seen that um, the the green snake last year came in my dream while I was in Mexico and I was having my mother medicine experiences at the time. So there was like a shift. I was not scared in my more present dreams, but 15 years ago, oh my god, it, it was like a nightmare.
1: Now here's here's um, here's my take on. Nightmares. Um, people tend to they they say, "Oh my God, I had a nightmare. It was it was horrible. You know, I was so scared." Y- yada yada yada. Well, spirit is speaking to us all the time, and sometimes um, we we're we're getting messages however we're not registering the message or we're ignoring the message or not paying enough attention to what the 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 signs and symbols are in our in our life the spirit is guiding us all the time guiding us to the path of our perfect self so when spirit is speaking and we keep we We miss the whisper, and then spirit speaks a little louder, and then spirit speaks a little louder. Spirit <laughs> is trying to get your freaking attention with a nightmare. There's something it because when you wake up from a nightmare, you remember that shit. You certainly sure so, do <laughs> nightmares are simply they're they're not meant well, maybe they are meant to um scare you to a certain degree, but it's not meant for you to stay in that state of fear. it's meant for you to look at what's really happening in that dream and pay attention. There's a message for you.
0: Well, you know, I remember I I was not allowed to watch horror movies growing up, so of Uh course I always wanted to sneak over to my friend's house to watch horror movies, and then I usually wound up getting myself scared silly by what I saw. And I remember when Nightmare on Elm Street came out. I mean, and I'm talking about my age now. I'm 45 and happy about it. And when Freddy Krueger came out and they said in that dream, in that movie, if you die in your dreams, you die in real life, make sure you don't fall. You know, I was terrified after that. And so my experience of dream space until I realized, okay, you can be lucid in your dreams, and instead of running away from the thing that is chasing you, you can start to direct you know the 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 story from within it. You know I started learning tools and calm down my overactive imagination that was freaking out about well, if I'm falling in a dream, I gotta wake up before I hit the ground, I gotta wake up I gotta wake up you know kind of uh panic uh and I've learned to manage that better now. But I hope I don't have a dream that says you think you can manage it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But falling, running, being chased—those are things that people commonly dream about.
1: Yeah. Um. I, to me, when you when you talk about uh, falling, um. I think of surrender. Like what what is
0: mm-hmm.
1: what is what do you need to surrender to in your life? Mm-hmm. I mean, I went skydiving earlier this year in January oh. and Ooh. it was it was an amazing experience. And and I was very very calm going up. As soon as we as soon as we left the the plane, I was like, oh my God, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And then I was like, okay, yes, you can breathe. Take a breath. And then I was like, um, it it was kind of like, um, I've done ayahuasca um many times as well, and there's always a point where I I have drank the medicine and there's a point where I'm like it's starting to kick in And I'm like Oh my god what the, what the fuck Did you just do Like what did you do Like really You're going to do this again So I had that moment And with skydiving It happened quick So I I was like Oh my god I can't breathe Oh my god I'm never doing this again It sucks I'm cold Blah I had all You know All of that Going through my mind And then my My friend actually took me And he was actually Filming My friend filmed skydiving. Mm. So the next thing I know, Howie is in my face, and I'm like, oh, my God, you are so okay. You are so okay. (laughs) And then when the shoot came out, it was like the ultimate surrender. Like, I was, I just surrendered to the, the, the fall, and it was such a beautiful experience. So to me, falling is like that falling in a dream is like, okay, what, what do you, what are you, what are you fighting? What would happen mm-hmm. if you surrender?
0: Yeah. Did you what ever was the have other, any,
1: what was, the other thing? what was the other thing that you mentioned?
0: Well, I was wondering, did you ever have any dreams or or nightmares about falling in the past that you were kind of had in mind when you were kind of conquering that in the 3D sense by having this uh, experience of skydiving.
1: Not that I recall. I'm sure that I have had. I mean, I have had the feeling of falling. I think everybody has that that mo- that that moment where you are kind of like falling asleep and it it feels like you're falling and you kind of like catch yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, now I have heard that that is. When we go to sleep, we leave our body. So I've heard that, that that kind of knee-jerk reaction and the feeling of falling that kind of jars you awake is your body coming, or is your spirit coming back into your body kind of like abruptly, kind of like a little crash landing.
0: Hmm. Well, I know I try to wake. You know, I do have, when I've been in places of nightmares, I can honestly say I don't necessarily have what I feel are nightmares now, uh, maybe it's because my perspective has shifted and how I process it, but when I look back over my life, I can say that fear of heights, being on tall, tall buildings and balconies and falling down from stories and stories, realizing that, I, you know, something bad is about to happen has been a prevalent one. Um, snakes have, again, I, you know, being, and I grew up in the in the Midwest and like, rural areas, so snakes are, like, a real thing, so I think part of my nightmare was the fact that that was happening, too, uh, you know, in, in my in my real space, and um, you know, the typical kid kind of thing, you know, now being chased by something or running from something, now, I definitely know when that happens, um, is that, you know, you do need to stand and stop and look and see what you might be running from or feeling is is pursuing you that you're trying to get away from. I, I don't take yep. that one literally so much anymore. I do do wake up and say, hmm, okay, Do do I feel like something is, you know, coming my way that I need to get away from and what could it be? You know, I, I take a pause now, whereas before I didn't take a pause, I would just wake up and be screaming and clutching at the bed sheet exactly. trying to wake myself up out of this terrible thing that was about to happen, you know? <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Now, energetically speaking, because um, you had mentioned the uh, the horror movies, um, energetically speaking, um, and and. I talk about this a little bit on, on social media. You know, we have become so desensitized to, I mean, something tragic is happening. And what, what's the first thing that people do? Do they offer to help? No, (laughs) no, they get their phone out and they want to film it. So we have become this, um, voyeuristic, um, society where we want to get everything on on camera there's it's it's a it's a blessing and a curse and the curse is that that there's some things that we cannot unsee they leave an energetic imprint in our physical body Mm -hmm. and they leave imprints in our body as if we are experiencing the, the 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 violence the um you know just the, the disempowering things people um fighting um just all kinds of tragic things that that we can't see we can't unsee energetically so i don't know about you but i have to be very I don't have to be. I choose to be very mindful of what I am watching as far as, like, movies, um, shows, things like that. I have not had a television set in my home for seven years, so Mm -hmm. um, there came a point where I was like, I cannot, I do not want this it's called television programming for a reason i do not wish to have the advertising and the messaging and all of that that that's in the television programming like i am too much of an empath to i just it was time to cut it off it was time well, I- to take my own energy and my own power back
0: well, I can remember one time when I was still married and there was some Friday night show on it was something about a guy who was like a exorcist or something and he would go around and the whole plot was about these devilish demons trying to possess people, et cetera, et cetera. And my ex-husband liked to watch it. And one day he caught me up in an episode and that night I think that, I mean, I know that I was feeling like a spirit was about to come in me in the dream plot that was happening in my head. I was in one of the TV episodes, and I had to wake myself up, and I let out a blood-curdling scream to get myself awake, and I did one of those where you sit straight up in the bed just, ah, and he he was a police officer, so he didn't take too kindly to be here We're waking up in the middle of the night with some panic, like what in the world is going on? And it took me, even sitting up, a few seconds to come to full awakeness. I was not yet awake. And he was like, that's it. That's it. We're not watching that anymore. We're not turning that on anymore, I get it. I get it. I'll never ask you to watch that again. You know, because I I lost it and I don't watch scary movies for a reason. Yeah, I will say that I do have dreams now that sometimes feature zombies. But I do feel like that is representative of kind of the way that I view certain mindless Behaviors that we as society do. So I do think it's symbolic. But I, you know, I never watch Walking Dead or anything like that because uh, my imagination is too vivid. And I believe if I am fortunate enough never to see somebody get decapitated, gutted, or gored, then why would I want to watch a, a realistic recreation of somebody getting decapitated, gutted, and gored? It just doesn't make sense to me, you know. And
1: you I know, definitely
0: don't want to bring that to my
1: dreams at all. Going back to like Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street, I feel like that was the be- that was the beginning of um, horror movies, like, becoming really extreme. Um, I can't even – it's been so long since I've seen any horror movies, but um, I can only imagine the, um, the way that the the genre has evolved. I'm sure that things are very, very, very realistic, and that is disturbing to me
0: absolutely i mean if there really is if between dreams and waking is just our perception of it but it's really not anything other than what our 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 brain space and functioning is doing 24/7 it's just we switch our perspective of it you know i definitely um you know, and especially if you believe that you create your own reality, that your thoughts are Absolutely. things and they become manifestation, I definitely think that one should be more careful about, you know, or at least mindful about what it is that you do, you know, Um I am not a journaler myself because I'm kind of bad at habitual behaviors. But I have journaled when I've had a purpose. Like if I know that I'm receiving a night after night of vivid dream work, then I will go ahead and journal it. I don't do good with writing and journaling. I think I still have a page in my journal where I woke up at night and tried to write what was I had just dreamed. And you can see the ink pen it just the line just slides right on off the page, and I couldn't even make out the legible letters because I was not even awake enough to actually functionally write. <laughs> so what I started doing is recording memos to myself on my phone. I might sound like a bullfrog, but I can at least uh capture things, especially if I feel it's a really important and symbolic dream, and not just the random kind of of uh, subconscious processing that happens at nighttime.
1: Yeah. Yep, for sure.
0: Now they say that if you dream, you know, I know that I have had like they say dreams and phobias can also connect you to your past life experiences. And I can say I I never really thought about the past life connection. But I always remember that the very first dreams that I had as a child was a nightmare-type dream that I can remember having. I had to be maybe kindergarten, first grade, and I can remember vividly that I would have these dreams of swimming, swimming, that I was in this big kind of ocean like you would see in the kids' dinosaur books, like this big – primordial sea and I would be swimming, swimming, swimming as fast as I can because something was chasing me and I can remember then all of a sudden running into a chain link fence and trying to kind of like shimmy up the chain link fence. I couldn't tell what form I was in. I just remember the water was dark and murky and it was endless and I was trying to get away and I would have this dream I I probably had it until I was like third or fourth grade at different times I shall okay, be away so
1: all can my I, can, I share, can I share with you what I'm seeing for this one? Sure um when you said I could not tell what form I was in, I immediately saw you as a mermaid, <laughs> and I feel like the um chain link fence was actually like a fishing net, and that there were um there were people trying to capture you.
0: You are spot on, as they say across the pond, because just two years ago, I had a session with uh, Paula Gore. She's been on this show a couple of times, and she's a shamanistic healer. And she did a session where she went in to journey through my third eye to look at my past life to see where I had experienced trauma that might be preventing me from being all that I could be in this lifetime. And she immediately went back, in. she was like, you were in a mermaid form. And I, I had been, like, feeling like I was a mermaid, you know, like I had little memorabilia around in my space and was definitely resonating with it, but she said, you and your group were here to try to help put light on the planet, and you were rounded up and slaughtered, and she said that, she said, "Do you feel pain on your right side?" Now, mind you, she had not seen me more than 15 minutes at that point in time, but I do have somewhat of a, a painful, constant area on my right side, and I have a birthmark on my rib cage on my right side. And she said, "Well, if you have pain there, because that's where you were gutted. They gutted you like a. They saw you. They gutted you like a fish." And wow. as soon as she said that, I was like, holy shit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it it connected a dot for me from that dream that I, you know, always remembered vividly but never really had that dream later in life. But for me, that was very much a knowing that happened for me that clicked into place that said, yes, this this dream was from that. And I have had several other subsequent Present dreams that I have realized, like a day or two after the fact, whose past life I was he- seeing the story of, and it was telling me how hmm. I was connected to people. I mean, it, it's fascinating. It's been kind of interesting. That's when I say my dream space has changed a lot. It's 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 shifted a lot um, from the typical you know, snakes in a plane kind of, you know, (laughs) get your life together kind of dreams. And, um, you know, they say that if you fell, if you dream of falling, if you dream of being shot, that those could actually be you and whatever life you were living showing you a snippet of Mm. your experience in that lifetime. And I think that's just Mm -hmm. awesome if that happens, especially if you can remember the dream. I think it's so awesome to be yeah. in right on that mermaid, you know, uh, mermaid energy as well, because that's twice now, <laughs> you know. So it's very confirming for me uh, in terms of my personal journey and understanding of myself. I so think that name. many. I don't know. I think that many people, you know, I. There's a lot of information out there now that we're in the Google age. And I do think there are some really, really good dream dictionaries and dream kind of interpretation and symbols. Um, there's lots of things about animal symbolism. If an animal appears in your dream, um, that, you know, especially if you've got a repetitive animal, that, like your animal familiar, that's so much like how you hear shamans who really are working with animal totems yeah. and animal energy—that's Uh, that's, that's really cool to me. <laughs> you know, I'm not a cat person, but I mean, each their own. <laughs> but they say the cats are like the guard; they like move in and out of the underworld, right? In terms of um, <coughs> how the well, Egyptians they they through the veil
1: mm-hmm. thats what that's what they say is that the, the a cat is able to, to see through the, the veil. So they, they, they see everything. And, you know, I've seen, I've seen my cat like watch seemingly nothing go across the room. Like, well, what are you looking at? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've seen YouTube videos where the cat, like the orbs of energy that you can't see at the time, but they'll show up on video, but the cats are following those orbs with their eyes. There's whole YouTube channels dedicated yes. to just that, you know, is the cat seeing a ghost? And they're, they look and see that there is some kind of extra energy that the cats are not just looking at dust. They're looking at <laughs> something else,
1: you know. Now I have had um I have a lot of fairy energy and I I you know how uh, have you ever seen cats they kind of look like they're going crazy where they're they're like looking around and they and they're you know they're kind of like in attack mode but seemingly mm-hmm, there's nothing mm-hmm. there I mm-hmm. have had to tell the fairies I'm like leave my freaking cat alone like she's not your <laughs> She's not <laughs> your placing The to torture,
0: like that's oh, you they so much right fun. <laughs> well, it's interesting because you always see cats in stories that are dealing with supernatural. Um, They've always kind of known to have a otherworldly wisdom, and mm-hmm. to be almost like. Cunning and, and smart, you know the Cheshire Cat of Alice in Wonderland. You know, so oh, yeah, they kind of have an embodiment of their own. Uh, it, even uh, who is it Bast in Egyptian
1: um, I was mythology?
0: I <laughs> well, I hate to use the word mythology, but you know, in the in the pantheon of, of Egyptian gods and goddesses, and I believe that it was some kind of. Transition between two worlds that the cats are conveying. So you find a lot of them in mummified with the pharaohs, and also statues of them as well. Now, I actually the theory that we are is in a waking dream, just in general, and that we are the product of what our consciousness is creating as the waking dream time. And that when we pass from this human form, then we are awakening from a dream. And that's what it will seem like to our soul selves uh, on the other side of the veil. That theory fascinates me, you know, uh, from a fundamental
1: level. And I, ha- I, I can't say that I had had a lot of thought about that possibility until I saw the movie Inception. With Leonardo I DiCaprio. Yeah, you haven't
2: seen that yet. You oh seen my that
1: yet. God. Okay, that's that's your homework. You have to
0: you have to watch
1: <laughs> that, and then we have to have a discussion. Stop okay, no spoilers, no spoilers,
0: no spoilers. <laughs> no, we'll have no, to come back and
1: anything.
0: do it. We'll come back and do an episode on Inception because I have a couple other friends who've been asking me, like, man, you gotta see. They're saying the same thing. You do. You gotta see that. Yeah. So it must be very interesting. Amazing. The whole idea that that if you look at imagination versus dreams it it's almost becomes tricky because they say dream big if you can dream it, you can achieve it. So when we sit in our time of of creativity and we start to speculate and imagine and envision. I think that that is the the cousin of dreaming, you know, because we are. We're thinking of things like uh, was it da Vinci and his whirly gigs and all the things Tesla, all their drawings and musings, daydreaming, they say, can be a very effective thing if you're trying to kind of move yourself somewhere different then you just sit down and allow yourself, to, your mind to wander awake for a couple of hours without any specific purpose, but allowing whatever sparks into your creative space to then stick with you when you're done daydreaming and figure out what you can use out of that dream then because there will be a spark of something that is for you. And I think that happens both awake and asleep, you know. Mm-hmm. Cause, uh, I think Tesla said he saw his things in a dream and he woke up and, and scrambled down the the, um, the equations that he saw in his head yeah. because he remembered yeah. them from his dreams.
1: You know, that's really interesting because I, I do remember having dreams where I knew I was um, – there was like a very complex level of information that was being shown to me. But when I wake up, I like, it's gone. So that's really interesting. Um,
0: Well, the thing is, it may be gone from our, our consciousness as we know it, but who knows what your soul and energetic self actually did with that. Information.
1: Absolutely.
0: You know, I think that um, I would definitely will be having an episode about the medicine path because I think that things like ayahuasca and sapo and uh, peyote, those things that they allow those parts of the brain that are dormant or turned off or put on the back burner while we're awake and in our normal what we call mental consciousness, they do the same kind of thing that being asleep and allowing that kind of egoic chitter-chatter to cease, it opens up so much of our brain. And the medicine, I think, does that to like the nth degree. So I definitely will be having a show about that in the future, and we'll have you back. I hope to have some of my friends from Mexico join me on that conversation because There's quite a lot of work that people are doing outside of the United States, especially down the medicine path, you know. And I know that there are ways that you can stimulate the dream part of the brain. There are all kinds of tools on YouTube, binaural beats and isochronic tones and intention-setting hypnosis uh, tracks and and uh, so phageotones that will help you facilitate if you're interested in doing dream work. You know, I always caution people to make sure you read the, the comments that people are making and look to see how many thumbs up and thumbs down are happening. And if you don't feel comfortable when you're embarking on one of those kind of dream, lucid dream hypnosis kind of things, then stop listening to it right away. Don't keep pushing through but you really can kind of walk yourself down the path of meaningful dream exploration if you choose to.
1: Absolutely. And I think one of the, the simplest ways to begin exploring is to do, don't be like us, <laughs> do a dream journal. And it's as simple as setting an intention when you go mm-hmm. to sleep that as soon as you wake up that you're going to, one, remember your dream, and then you write it down, everything that you can remember.
0: Yes, the intention setting is so, it really works. I didn't think it would, you know, uh, maybe four or five years ago before I was where I am now in my journey, but I really didn't think that it it was going to do anything and maybe the first night it didn't but you know i kept setting the intention and next thing i know i was like oh wow okay okay that was a lot you know what i mean and next thing i knew i was remembering it so um that really is like a key to turn on the light to to the discipline of of self-examination. And that's true for any kind of examination. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um if you want to do meditation, you just got to be disciplined. If you want to expand and learn yoga, you got to be just, dis- you know, everything is about if you really want to go there, then you have to make a commitment to go there. And I think well, that that's a valuable called, space.
1: They're all mm-hmm. called practices. It's called a practice mm-hmm. for a reason. Mm -hmm. A yoga practice, a meditation practice, a dream practice. It means that you are, you're, you're always beginning again.
0: Right. Well, I am going to share another dream that I had that was so fascinating. So I was in Mexico and In the dream, I dreamed that there was a lady standing in front of me, and I was clearly her good friend. We were connected, and we were, I think, going to her wedding rehearsal was what I felt like. And I could see her face and everything. She kind of looked like um, Eva, like, a, like a lady in flamenco in Spain or something like that. Her hair was kind of swooped over to the side in the front, and then a like a bun in the back, kind of elegant, beautiful young lady. And I would switch from my perspective to being in her eyes throughout the whole dream. So her fiance in the dream was away, and so his best friend was standing in for him, and. So we started the rehearsal, but at some point the fiancé came in and he thought that she had betrayed him. So he was beginning to go find his gun so that he could shoot her. And I knew... We needed to run. I knew we all needed to get away. I guess it was kind of like in Kill Bill. I, I know that just came to mind. But So we were all running through this building over and over again, and I would be her sometimes running, and I would be myself sometimes running, and he had this long rifle and was chasing us. <clears throat> and I knew that we were ultimately not going to be successful because I had heard like a newscaster say, and they were all shot. So I knew even though I was running at the time that it was somewhat futile. And at one point I was standing beside her and she was on this balcony and she said to him looked at me and said, I just can't I can't run anymore. I can't take this and she turned around and leapt off the balcony. And in that split second I switched to a different perspective. I was underneath these benches. Uh, that were in front of where she landed. I actually saw her land, but she was not dead yet. So I grabbed her hand and was trying to pull her under the bench to hide her. But I heard his footsteps coming, and I knew that he was about to find us. And and I woke up at that time. Now, while in Mexico, I was with a lovely friend of mine who was from uh, Belgium. And she, I told her about this dream, and it was like I knew as I was talking to her because she was having challenges and issues, and she did have her ex-husband in real life had killed himself, and he had called her to come to the hotel the night that he killed himself because he said he wanted to talk to her. But they had been divorced for some time, and she knew that he was unstable, so she did not go. She said, I don't know what it is, Joe. I don't know why I didn't go, but just something told me not to go. And so when I had this dream and I woke up the next day, I said, oh, my God, I think I dreamed about Vivian's past life. And she was helping me a lot while I was in Mexico. She was like a dear support for me that I could not have lived there successfully without her assistance. And I felt like me trying to help her as her friend in that scenario, she was now coming back to help me in this lifetime, and I was being shown the dream as a a way to let me see what our connection was. And as I was talking with her, telling her the dream, she her face got pale and she said, Joelle, when I was young, my family had an apartment in Brussels and I never could go near the balcony. I was always afraid of the balcony because when I would get near it, I would feel like I was supposed to jump. Wow. And I was like, okay. She was like, "Wow!" I was like, "Wow!" But I believe that that dream was showing me a past life that our paths had crossed, and that because I I was clearly trying to help her, I remember being afraid for her and trying to help her, and we were running together. I believe that that is why she was in Mexico, and we were our paths crossed because then she helped me, you know. Um, and the fact that something in her told her not to go to the hotel room with her, ex, you know, ex-husband, you know, she felt guilty about it afterwards because she still loved him, but they had not been together. But the fact that she said, I don't know why I didn't go because I would meet him at different times, but something told me not to go. And I said... She knew. I told her. I said, "You knew this because your soul was like, we've been here before. We were. We've learned whatever lesson that that was in this dynamic, and we are preserving ourselves and staying out of harm's way. So Absolutely. that's the kind of crazy, like." dreams that I receive, you know, and uh, I, I always tell my friend circle when I have these dreams before I really even understand what they are, and I audio journal them just to kind of capture them as well, because I never know until the pieces of the puzzle fall in place to tell me, oh, that's what that was, that's what that, and I can't explain uh-huh. it logically, but I can feel
1: it, you know yeah well as soon as you started talking about um the the betrayal I knew it was past life because I have I have a past life with um an ex that I saw it wasn't a dream it was in a vision um however um we had been together before he was some sort of um some sort of king or emperor, you know, some, some man of, of power. And I was his, I was his mistress and, Mm -hmm. um, he got me pregnant, but he believed that I had betrayed him and that I wasn't pregnant by him, that I was pregnant by someone else. And he had, he had me and the child killed. Um, Mm. What's really interesting, though, is that 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 vision or that dream shifted in a meditation. Um, So in the original vision, I ended up being um, killed. Me and the child ended up being killed um, very violently. And then... um, it was when I was in a psychic development course. We were meditating and I saw I saw the scenario start but it it totally shifted. One of the one of the knights that was supposed to um carry out the killing killing me decided mm-hmm. that he was actually going to rescue me and he he gave me like this very specific set of directions. He's like, you're going to have to cut off all your hair. I'm going to mix your hair with, with pig blood. So it looks like, you know, I, I really killed you, but he took me out into this um, cottage in the woods. And I ended up having a son and he actually came back for me and like, helped me raise my, my son. So it was like the whole scenario, like it changed. So that I thought that was really interesting when that happened.
0: That's interesting. So and was it some time apart between like the dream and then the shift?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: Oh, that's interesting. I you know, I think I'm just fascinated by, you know, the whole realm of what we we do in that time when our primary logical brain goes dormant and chills the hell out for a while. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we we have a caller on the line that wants to talk about their dream. Hello. Welcome to the Vibrarian Show.
1: Hey,
2: hi. How are you? Thank you so much for accepting my call. Um, Yes, I was, as you both were sharing your dreams, I was thinking about mine and seeing how there was different connections. My dream, my most recent dream was the one that still has me kind of trippy, but, you know, just knowing that dream, you know, pay attention to your dreams, they're telling you something. A couple months ago I had a dream, well, I had a succession of dreams that involved snakes. Every time I went to sleep, closed my eyes, I would see snakes just lining my pathway or, you know, sitting up on ledges and different. So I got in the habit of, like, looking down always looking down at my footsteps to make sure I didn't step on anything or I missed anything because I just naturally thought, well, maybe that was my way of warning me that maybe I was in peril. So about for 30 days now, I continued to have these dreams. On the 30th day, I woke up and I I was in a dream, and I walked out my front door and I knew I had to go to work. And I walked out my front door, and I know how my house is made. And for, something, for some reason, I walked to the right instead of the left that would be towards my car. And at the time, the whole lawn was covered in these black coiled snakes. And I had seen them so many times in my dreams. They were never aggressive. They were just laying there kind of just kind of really kind of chilling out, not even paying attention to me. So this, you know, but it didn't stop me from being afraid. So this this particular morning when I went out there and I looked at them, I said, I felt the fear grip me a minute. And then the second was, do you remember what you read about the significance of the snake and that you shouldn't fear it? So I said, okay. And I realized they were black snakes. So I felt a little bit okay because I paid attention to the, they weren't paying attention to me. So I started walking. And through the bushes, I could see something raising up, but I couldn't figure it. Lo and behold, as I hit the corner, this huge gray stone-colored snake, just as I recognized it, 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 you know, kind of sprang at me and bit at my arm. Now, I do remember not having a coat on when I walked out the door in the green, but all of a sudden I had a coat on, and the snake kept biting at my shoulder to the point where I could physically, as I was starting to wake up, physically feeling my arm jumping, you know, as the snake was trying to get through the get through the fabric of my coat. And instead of me just like grabbing it and throwing the, throwing the snake away, I kind of walked to the left to look for help crazy, This, is, you know, I don't know what this means, it's been 30 days, God what does this mean, this is got to end I feel like I'm going crazy I go to work, but it is again, it's caused me to start looking at legs to make sure I don't step on a snake see a snake, anything so I'm out, you know, having a conversation with some co-workers and I see one of the buses it's about one of those 16 passenger buses you see from the airport coming I see it coming up the hill, and we're talking, and I was thinking, wow, that is going kind of fast, and there's a sharp turn where we kind of stand and congregate and talk. And I was just thinking, wow, he's going to have to hit the brakes soon, or he's going to have trouble with this little, you know, this sharp angle. A friend of mine that's standing in front of me. He's talking. We're laughing and joking. He's standing right on the edge. As the bus came up, I looked at the ledge and the ledge was the same color as the snake that bit me. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. Just as the bus came around it and in a flash second, the dream show, it was almost like I had the vision right there that it was going to come in too fast and it was going to clip the man that was standing in front of me. And this is what This was all about this whole time. So as I see the bus and I see it clip, the um, cement little uh, railing thing, I reach out and just, again, you know, it seemed like time slowed down. As I said, no. And I grabbed the guy by his desk and just gently pulled him to me. And just in speaking no, it seemed like the universe gave me enough time to move him, and just as I was moving him, the guy was hitting the second um, pillar, and I knew then, ha- you know, the whole thing as far as the bite, you know, I could see me getting sprayed with blood, and this man being dragged up underneath the-, <laughs> the bus, and I was like, you know, we were all, maybe about four or five of us, we were all standing there stuff, like, oh, my God, you know what I mean, you know, you saved this life, you know, finally somebody, you know, found their voices, like, you saved this life. And for me, it took me back to those 30 days of dreaming about snakes, looking at the landscape and paying attention to the landscape that allowed me to see that ledge and that guy was going to hit, that bus was going to hit that ledge and to be able to save, you know, a man's life. And it was like, again, one of those moments where you go, Wow, you never know the significance of your dream. You know what I mean? Again, for me, it was recognizing, but also working through it to understand the meanings of symbols. You know, for yes. me, the snake was something so deadly, and it took 30 days, and that was the part that killed me. It took me 30 days. To figure to out that not one it. of those, yeah, that not one of those snakes, the black snakes, were there to hurt me. They were there to, like, kind of give me that warning, like, we need you to pay attention. But it was the snake yes. that was this discol- discolored, that was the one that they were, again, to me, that they were warning, like, I want you to be a pay- I want you to pay attention, pay attention. So, you know, again, you know, and I can recite several dreams, even premonitions that I thought were dreams only to be walk up into the situation and go, Wait a minute, I dreamed this last night in full color. I don't exactly understand what this means but you know, it's almost like you're frozen in place, like, okay, am I in a dream right now or is this a repeat of what I, you know, drink dreamt last night. So I think that we need to really start to push paying attention to your dreams. You know what I mean? You never actually know. And, you know, you can miss warning. You know, to me, I think that the ancestors speak to your dreams also. Symbolism is very, very important. And because through time and history, symbolism has changed, we are so uneducated on understanding just our connections with the universe that It does talk to us through dreams. Do have visions, you know what I mean? Big Mama does warn us, you know, when she's sitting in the kitchen and you have that dream and she tells you don't go there. And then something happens later that night and it is reminding you of it. You know, again, people like to talk about mysticism and, oh, that's not, you know, that's walking the edge, but I think it's just so important just for my experiences and my dreams and my visions to be able to openly talk about it but also to understand what you're dreaming about and how it could change your perceptions in the situations that you're currently
1: going through. Absolutely. 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 Thank you thank you so much for sharing that. That's a really um really profound, um, experience that you had. And I, I was, um, I was really seeing, you described it very, very vividly. And as you were talking about, um, how, you know, you pulled him out of the way, um, I was seeing the um the, the snake bite as, you know, like clipping his his shoulder and I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I see it mm-hmm. and the
0: mm-hmm. I the did black, too. <laughs> the black
1: The black snakes in the lawn were like The Black Snakes in the lawn like, Okay, don't be afraid of us. Like we're we are benevolent. But we're going to show you, like, it's so cool that on the last day, you got that contrast of, you know, the, the other snake, like, being harmful and violent. So, it right, was like right. the dream was using the contrast of the two different kinds of of snakes to, like, caution you. It's so cool. Right. And mm-hmm. that was the
2: crazy part because I could not let go. I was. You know, you get to a point where you're like, okay, what does this dream mean? What does this dream mean? Because this was different from the ones before. So I kept concentrating, thinking, okay, universe, tell me what this means. Tell me what this means. And at the same time, I'm waiting for the snake to show up because there's no doubt in my mind it's going to show up today. Never thinking that the snake, the color of the snake represented the, the cement pillar that the, uh, the van was going to hit. And like you said, when I realized the significance of the shoulder and the way the man was standing, I was like, oh, God, this thing is going to, that's where it's going to hit him. And that's why it bit. And I, could, I remember so vivid in the dream when the teeth kind of raked my skin. It didn't break my skin, but it just kind of raked it to let me know I mean business. Yeah. This is really, and my mm-hmm. arm just jerking because that's what really brought me about the dream was my arm jerking. It felt like I was physically jerking. So that's what brought me about this dream. Like, what in the hell? You know, and for me,
0: <laughs> I don't have
2: a problem with going to the universe going down walk. What was this? So it just kept my mind so captivated that day that it kept my vision in the right place at the right time. You know, and it was like everything so, you know, ties into it. I was very, very unhappy at the position, you know, and I was trying to figure out a way out. But I knew I was supposed to be there for some reason. And that particular day gave me the reason why I endured all the extra I felt that I endured, you know, and put up with the, you know, put up with the mess that one moment made everything worth it just to, you know, just to grab him and know that in that split second I did exactly what I was supposed to do.
0: Yeah. I'm so so glad glad that you, I'm so glad that you shared your story with us this evening now, this is in the, the Vibrarian show, and we have run out of time. I believe if people are listening online, they probably are not uh, able to connect anymore. We will be publishing this episode. Um, you can listen to the full rebroadcast later, as well as on the Vibrary YouTube channel. And I definitely want to invite you to come out this Sunday to the Vibrary Elevation Station, which is happening in East Point, Georgia, at the Cupcakery from 12 to 6 p.m. Because Kelly Lynn Prime will be available to do dream interpretation and crystal readings during the event. So I think that if you have any stumpers of a dream, something you've been trying to figure out and you're just quite not sure if you're interpreting it right and you don't want to get bit by a snake, you know, then uh, (laughs) definitely stop by and spend some time getting a reading at the Elevation Station. And, ladies, I definitely will have you back on for another show. The hour goes by so quickly when you're talking about interesting things. So we have some upcoming episodes of the Vibrarian Show. We're going to talk about the medicine journey, past lives and past life regressions, the Akashic Records. I've got some friends who are experts at Akashic Record Reading, and I'm really excited to have them on. And a number of topics are coming up, and this Tuesday... Every Tuesday is the the Psychic Inside Show. And my belief is that everybody is a psychic, you just may not recognize it. So every week I interview people about their journey into discovering their gifts and abilities. And my guest this week uh, is going to be Kelly Lynn Prime, so we can learn a little bit more about you as an empath psychic and your journey into that. On Tuesday evening, same phone number, same blog talk radio channel on the Vibrary Radio Network from 9 to 11 p.m. on this Tuesday coming up. So I want to thank both of you for... (laughs) Two hours. Two hours. It goes by quick. It's easy. It's awesome. (laughs) But I want to thank both of you for coming on. Kelly, thank you for being co-panelists this evening and for sharing your dream. I appreciate that snake story. I'm going to sign off now. This has been... Vibrarian show and my name is Joelle I wish that you have all Of the bountiful blessings that you can Possibly hold in this next week And that you're filled with love And light Namaste Namaste thank
1: you
0: Yes